The following podcast is a Green Fresh Media production. Brokers, they're actually, um, you know, your friends in the industry who will guide you. Our goal was to give a healthy breakfast option that people could grab and go, fit into their lifestyles. And I often recommended overnight oats as an option to the clients that I had. Born into the natural products industry, he's a serious social strategist who loves natural foods and has his pulse on everything the industry has to offer. Join Kyle on his journey navigating through the natural products industry where he will be connecting you with brands, founders, retailers, influencers, industry leaders, and so much more to give you a behind-the-scenes look. Welcome to Time to Grow with your host, Kyle Marsham. Welcome to Time to Grow. Today we are talking with Zoe Lee from Yummy Organic. She is the co-founder and president. Zoe is a registered nutritionist, local Canadian from Montreal, who started her business working as a dietitian. You know, while working as a dietitian, she quickly realized that there was a gap in the market for a healthy, low-sugar, balanced breakfast or snack for her clients. And in most cases, you know, everybody could benefit from Yummy Organics. Zoe found that overnight oats were the perfect option, providing both nutrition, taste, and what I love most about it is convenience. It really is that perfect breakfast that is super easy to make and prepare. So welcome, Zoe. Why don't you introduce yourself and and tell us more about Yummy Organics? Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Thanks for the amazing introduction. Uh, It's Zoe from Yummy Organics. Uh, We launched an overnight oats brand to market uh, Canadian local product. And you were bang on. Like uh, when we started it, we really wanted to bring something healthier to consumers, but that also tasted good. And at the end of the day, um, being able to build a product that can easily uh, be associated and incorporated into the lifestyles of um, your busy consumers. Consumers. So um, that's why we launched the brand in 2019. And um, now we're sold uh, in major retailers across Canada, uh, IGA, uh, Metro, uh, Sobeys, uh, Maxi. And we're also sold e-commerce through our web platform, yummy-organics.com, Y-U-M-I-organics.com. Um, and we're sold across Canada. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for for letting us know that, I think we're we're setting up a discount as well that we'll reveal at the end the end of the show for for everybody that's listening. But going back into the business, what? How did you start it? You know, like I know you have a co-founder, you're a dietitian, but what really went into, you know, the the operational side of it? I know you know you had to source, you know, the Canadian oats, you had to find the cleanest ingredients. You know, what was, because uh, that, that, that's a huge process. And I know talking with a lot of other founders that, you know, that probably took a lot more time than they originally thought. So what, what kind of went into that? Um, a lot of planning, actually, um, and a lot of trial and error. So I kind of, talking about operations, I want to go a little bit further. When we first started, we actually launched um, a business called Yummy Box, where we were a whole grain subscription business. Um, fundamentally, when we first started, uh, our goal was to help 
introduce healthier whole grains. Everybody um, really gave carbohydrates a really bad rep because of the refined sugars and refined whole grains that uh, refined grains, sorry, that we consume on a day to day basis. But the reality is there's like a variety of healthy uh, whole grains that are essential for our day to day uh, well-being. So when we that's when we first started and uh, we were in that business part time for about two years. So that really helped with the supply chain, understanding, sourcing a little bit, looking at the different varieties of ingredients. Uh, we had a breakfast oatmeal line um, and that was the line that did really well. Uh, and that's uh, how we got started. And we did a lot of smaller consumer tests Um you know, it really helped that we started off actually e-commerce. Um, and we really use that as a platform to get great real-time consumer feedback on the taste, the price, uh, the ingredients of the products that we were um, building. And I think what was unique about us was when we were doing the subscription business, one of the uh, key um, uh, values that we brought to the consumer was that every month we created a new product. Business-wise, it was terrible because that meant we had a very unstable supply chain. But um, I think overall helping us understand the industry, it really helped us quickly uh, sort through supply chain and develop and challenge us to develop better and better recipes. So um, that's how we started. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so interesting. You see that more and more today, you know, brands starting off, you know, direct to consumer with their e-commerce platform. Um, and I can only imagine the, the, the nuances with, you know, doing a subscription model with having such new and, and fresh products introducing to the market all the time. Yeah. Kyle, it was uh, a nightmare. I would never yeah. do that. <laughs> it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> but yeah. it was a great learning curve, but um, yeah. Well, and it's amazing for, for new brands to kind of have a platform like e-commerce that they can dive into as this kind of first channel, because it really does set you up for success. You really get to learn a lot of the nuances that if you went to retail first and you figure them out, then there might be, you know, some more drastic outcomes um, financially uh, uh, maybe. Right. So um, how many, how many different variations of, of the brand did you go through early on? Cause I, I, the packaging and the, and everything that, you know, is yummy organic today is fantastic. Right. I love the, all the call outs. I love that. Everything's Canadian. I know, I know you use Canadian maple syrup, was that was that at the kind of foundation of the business model early on, or is that just um, you know something that it turned into you know shortly after? Um, it was something that it turned into quite quickly. So the subscription model we I told you about was um, you know we launched it uh, very early on in 2016 actually, um, and then working at it for quite a bit, uh, we had what was really great that came out of it like you mentioned the e-commerce platform we learned so much and we developed a very strong following of great customers that um, are still with us today and what we realized um, was way back when we did that it, it was a little bit early um, in terms of 
friends to sell food online. I mean, we think about it now and it's like, especially with COVID, it's almost like yeah. obvious you can buy food online. But in 2016, that wasn't really the case. And it was hard not to crack. So in 2018, we actually stopped and shut it down completely. And we took the time to completely reevaluate the business, reevaluate where we're going. And we launched um, in 2019 with the Yummy Organics brand. And I think we were very fortunate to, with all the learnings we did previously, to um, be fairly happy with the packaging and um, the brand that we did our relaunch on. Yeah. The Canadian oats, where do you get them from? Quebec. So oh, we're wow. very, so very really local. Yeah, very local. We're very, very proudly Canadian. We source as much from Canada as we can. Like our maple cranberry overnight skew is a hundred percent Quebec product. Actually, um, oats are from here. Uh, we have our blueberries from here. Uh, as much as we can, like pretty much everything that can be grown in Canada to be used in, in our products, we buy um, here to really support you know the local economy and hopefully give back in our own little way. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. One thing that I I absolutely love about it, and I, I ordered, I don't know if you saw the order come through, but I ordered the the double subscription. So I got a massive box delivered to my house. I kind of got the whole variety to test out. But what I love about it is the, is the jars and how simple it is. It's really, you know, you pour it into the jar, you add your milk and you have this healthy breakfast ready to go. It's It's literally amazing, right? Like I'm usually even working at home, I'm usually, you know, running around in the morning, getting my coffee and doing stuff to get to get organized. And I sometimes forget to have that healthy breakfast to start my day, or sometimes I just fast or whatever. What kind of yeah, and I and I would think the jar is somewhat unique in it, but it also adds another layer of complexities, right and costs. Right? Um, I think there was a question in there somewhere, but um, (laughs) When did you incorporate the the jar and that convenience aspect into it? Because I know it definitely adds a level of complexity. Yeah. Um, when we f- launched the brand in 2019, it was there with us from the get-go. Wow. And, um, you know, when we built this, uh, a lot from the learnings of what we did prior is, you know, you have to... Um, move forward with a very strong brand and the jar was uh like you mentioned very essential to our branding because it brings value to the consumer and i think your average consumers these days you know a great clean ingredients is amazing uh great taste is you know you have to you have to offer a product that tastes good cost wise that's you know affordable but at the same time you have to create a product that i think incorporates a lifestyle or um, is revolving around a lifestyle and uh, or or developing a new habit for the consumer that involves them. And the jar was that for us. It really kind of um, turned us into a unique, I want to say, CPG product where, you know, we use something that seems so simple, but it involves your consumers now. Um, it gives them some sort of steady um piece to identify the brand with. So even from day one, uh, we wanted to launch with this jar. And to be honest, it actually turned out to be more than we thought. Uh, We really thought it was initially a very strong piece of promotional item. And it's uh, a key part of the brand. And um, because it brings that level of convenience and ease, the instructions are on the jar. It's uh, you measure it by the lines. And 
it's silly almost how something so simple can bring so much value to your consumers. But it's exactly that where, you know, you don't have to think twice. Uh, when you're making the product, the recipe comes out the same every time. And it's a leak proof jar, you carry it with you. Um, it's a statement to, you know, saying, hey, I want to have a healthy breakfast, I want to start my day right. And that's what the jar means to us. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's perfect. I, I can't wait to like, get on the golf course again, or to go out again and bring it with me. Cause it's it, the jar is awesome. I remember I, I've done overnight oats before, but I've put them in like a shaker cup or, you yeah. know, something that doesn't really work out and it ends up, you know, not in your mouth usually somewhere else. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you guys have done such a good job with, you know, just adding the line, you know, on the jar is, so so simple yet so smart to the overall business i would but you know on the other end of it i would have to think there's some obstacles with the jar with brick and mortar retail are you oh, having are, are you finding retailers buyers um because they have to allocate a little bit of extra shelf space to bring in your jar how is that what, what what's that kind of conversation or how is that obstacle or issue being dealt with right now um, yeah, it's definitely an, an obstacle. Like, uh, like you, you know, the jar itself at, at retail level is purchased by a different category buyer altogether, and it it, it te- typically doesn't sit next to a cereal product. Um, definitely challenging, but we're pushing hard with the jars because it's a foundation of our brand. Um, and you know, in the independent stores, uh, there's been no problem. We uh, try to launch a lot of our major retailers with a free jar giveaway so that uh, we can build a little off-shelf display with the product. The jars come free so that we have the consumers or give them a reason to try the product. And at the same time, they're taking this jar home and it's sitting in their cabinets and it encourages buyback for the product again. Um, But definitely a challenging piece. Some strategies we've done, like I mentioned, is the free jar program. Another is buying a, um, uh, what's it called? I keep on forgetting, with Fortino's, we bought a off-shelf, what is it called? Like an end cap or display? Yeah, an end cap display, but it was an in and out that we did with them. and that it, it comes with a cost at the end of the day, but for sure it's been a challenge at the mass grocery level. Yeah. I think that'll fall onto your, your sales team that you've recently hired to, to get creative. Right. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a problem that we can, we can all collaborate on and hopefully find a solution. Cause I, I, I agree with you. The, the 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 jar is, is fundamental to you know the overall experience of yummy organics mm-hmm. and it, we've been very fortunate sorry uh, we've been very fortunate a lot of the uh, buyers are understanding the concept of the jars and seeing it as a part of the brand as well i know we had a bit of a challenge with one with one of the distributors with listing the jars um but um, in three weeks they listed it and understood really the value proposition behind it yeah yeah, that's awesome. I, I I think I saw it on the shelves at uh, at Organic Garage when I was in there recently picking up some things. I would have to think it's a little bit easier with the natural and independent channel. Like they they have a little bit more flexibility. It'll be once sure. we can maybe share more sales data and success as the brand grows that yeah. you know Loblaws and Sobies will be like, okay, this is definitely the direction we want to go. You know, can you can you give us different sizes or or whatever of the jars? Right, it'll be a whole line extension, I'm sure, in no time. 
Yeah. Your um your backgrounds, your nutritionist, your you worked as a dietitian. Can you go into and and just touch on kind of the the dietitian aspect of overnight oats and and you know the importance of I guess breakfast in the morning? Yeah. Um so when I was uh, a practicing dietitian, I'm no longer practicing, um, but I saw a lot of clients looking for, you know, whether that be weight loss, uh, diabetes management, uh, just getting on a healthier lifestyle or healthier uh, diet plan. The biggest, one of the biggest challenges is actually breakfast. Um, you know, you're, you're waking up you know, you hit the snooze button once and you're rushing out the door. It's so easy to skip breakfast or to grab something unhealthy. There wasn't really a very uh, good, healthy grab and go breakfast option. So um, the concept really was, you know, made breakfast the night before so that in the morning, it's something quick and easy that you can grab. You can hit the snooze button and you will still make it to work on time. So, and that even evolved even more to becoming, you know, the product last five days in the fridge, meal prep the product. And you'll see, we launched a three week breakfast challenge program where uh, on every Sunday, you meal prep five jars of breakfast for the entire week. Um, now, nutritionally is one, starting your day off with a healthy breakfast is so essential. Essentially, I actually did recently a, an article with Sun Life on this. Um, you know, you've been starving, your, your body's been starving for 12 plus hours since your last meal. It needs some sort of nutrients and nourishment for it to start and kickstart and, um, you know, have you move forward in your day and achieve everything you want to achieve. Um, whether that be, you know, overnight oats, whether that be, you know, um, you know, a smoothie, something to just fuel, refuel your body, um, as well as hydrate your body. So um, our goal was to give a healthy breakfast option that people could grab and go fit into their lifestyles. And I often recommended overnight oats as an option to the clients that I had. And I saw that, you know, when they were proactive and made breakfast the night before, they actually thanked themselves for it the, the next day. And they were able to have something healthy and start their day off right. And uh, once you set that tone, you don't overeat for lunch. Or if you skip breakfast, often the situation becomes you have a little bit of a down and then you need to eat a snack or um, you know eat a little bit more overeat for for your lunch so that's kind of um, another health benefit uh, and the product itself uh, it's a very clean label product eight grams of protein 24% uh, of your daily fiber intake healthy whole grains um, and what's unique is we um, like I mentioned we really try to incorporate the consumer psychology of including your consumers with the brand. We have a toppings area near the top so that, and we have different recipes for people to um, add to their overnight oats. Um, this way, every breakfast can be personalized. And I think like beyond the fact that it's a good product itself nutritionally, it's also a good feel good product. Um, you know, when moms make breakfast for their kids and two, three steps where kids even make breakfast for themselves. Um, and the next morning, you're like, hey, I did a good job. I woke up and I started my day off right. I'm not in a rush. I was proactive. It sets the tone right for the rest of the day, nutritionally and also um, not just being able to move forward and, uh, you know, takes the success of your day. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I love how passionate you are, are about it. Um, 
And it, it, and it really is, right. It's something kind of the whole family can partake in as well, right. You can, you know, your kids can help you make it. And then there's this kind of, you know, achievement at the end of the day for, for consuming it in the morning, the, the following day. Um, yeah. You touched on the three day challenge for, for listeners, how could they enter that and how can they participate? Um, it's uh, our three week challenge. We, uh, actually offer six free jars with every subscription um, and uh, the single starter uh, subscription kit is 36 breakfasts um, and we have three video programs that uh, will be emailed to you and there's uh, 15 recipes that we've pre-built uh, so that you can follow along um, and meal prep for three Sundays and we say it takes 21 days to build a new habit or build a new routine which is why we built the the three-week breakfast challenge so that you can like really have a clear roadmap and a plan to incorporate a healthy habit um and once you are on it and you see in three weeks even after your first week you'll see your mornings are different um and so we've been very fairly successful with that where consumers see hey like i did this on sunday and the rest of my my week starts off so smoothly it's a habit and a routine that i want to incorporate into our lives so um you can order directly on our website uh we have uh uh, videos and also a PDF visual for recipes to follow along with. Yeah. Awesome. That's uh, so if you're listening, go to yummy-organics.ca and, and check out the three week challenge. Um, I think I'm going to try to do it, out, uh, get myself involved with it. I'm already, I think I'm like five days a week consuming yummy organics. I've tried all the flavors, but I love the challenge aspect of it and getting involved with, with the business. So I, I love that you guys are doing this really cool. That's awesome. Thanks. So what's your favorite flavor? Um, I'm kind of, I started with the chocolate and now I'm like full blown in love with the maple cranberry. Oh my gosh. I don't know, there's something Maple is the, my favorite. Maple yeah. is absolutely my favorite. Is that the newest flavor? Yeah, it's the newest one that we launched. We launched with the first four. So the blueberry, vanilla, chocolate, matcha, and apple cinnamon. And the fifth one we launched was the maple cranberry. Yeah. And it was so, so funny how how you how people are just, you know, how they shop right there without even really thinking about it, right? You go to chocolate or you go to vanilla first. So in any yeah. category and anything, those are the number one and two flavors. And so I tried the chocolate. I'm like, this is great. Like I, you know, it's, it, I know what it tastes like. I know what it's going to taste like. And then I went to the vanilla and I'm like, I know what this is going to taste like, but I think I'm going to like it. And then I tried the maple cranberry. I'm like, this one's, this one's bomb. This one's the best one. I'm like, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I wish I loaded up on this one more. Right. So it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But I wanted to, so I want to go in maybe a different direction now and, and, you know, the natural CBG space is, is on fire right now. And, you know, there's money being thrown around. We're seeing, you know, companies getting acquired every day. There's, you know, so much excitement in our industry and it's, it's a really exciting time to be about it. But one thing that I've kind of seen that's really consistent is women owned business and science backgrounds. What do you think it is about, um, you know, women owned businesses and having this science background that just, gives you this kind of better business acumen it's because it's like you know it's shocking how you know how fast or how successful a lot of these businesses are and they all seem to have a consistency why do you think that is really so consistency with woman-owned business which um i'm i'm grateful for um and also science background you said yeah so i would say so beekeepers natural science background um massive company 
Um, I know of, so the Invital Proteins, that's, it's a guy that owns it, but science background. Um, DB's Organics, science background, women owned. It's kind of, I'm seeing Very more and more and they, and they're, um, and I guess from the science background, I know why women businesses are so good. And my, and my wife would be, you know, smiling at me right now, but just like the level of organization and the thoughtfulness and, and the level of detail women put into things. It's, I think all men would agree, but then the science background, it, it continues to pop into my head. And it's like, why is science such a, uh, such a good background for kind of business acumen or, you know, just having a good business sense, I guess. I was wondering if you, I didn't, you know, share this prior. So it's kind of out of the blue, but I'd just be right. kind of interested in, you know, why do you think science really helps with business? Cause it's, I'm, I'm thinking sometimes I'm like, I should have taken more business classes Yeah, <laughs> or no, uh, sorry, more so, science classes. More fun. That's so interesting. You said that because I, um, I never really noticed that, but it's interesting. You, you say that because I think having a science background and going into business like I personally I feel like I did my due diligence for both aspects I mean studying science really helped me understand uh, especially my background was uh, in nutrition um, the the specifics of food itself but also a level of human psychology I think um, that has been very key to building a consumer packaged product um you know how the consumer thinks uh, in addition to the science behind it um and then i learned the business side from just being in business a lot of trial and error and i paid my due diligence there for sure um but in the end i think it's like almost the equivalent of doing like i guess like a double major and um seeing details and understanding the intricacies that maybe someone from just the business side wouldn't see and what it opened me up to especially is um, new consumer trends uh, you know when something is talked about by dietitians or in science um, what for example probiotics probiotics are becoming a lot more popular now but probiotics was something that we talked about like way back like a decade ago um, and I think the science, when the science is there and when the science is strong and you have that science background, you kind of are on the forefront to filtering new information that have the potential to become on trend and um, hopefully have the right timing to launch to market uh, on a business perspective. But it's interesting you say that because I never really thought about it, but I guess it does um, give us a bit of an advantage that way. Yeah, just through the, the the podcasts I've been listening to and the and the you know different things I, I I read or whatever, it seems there's like a definitely a level of consistency, and I'm sure you'll start to notice it a bit more. But mm. you know, I just kept thinking about it. I'm like maybe it's because of the you know the processes that are involved with science and how it is very systematic that mm -hmm. it allows you to kind of separate yourself a little bit and go about things in a nice you know uh, um, consistent way. Cause I know for me starting my own media company at the beginning, it was kind of just like, I have an idea, I'm going with it and I'm, you know, throwing stuff on the dartboard and whatever lands it kind of, and then shortly after I, you know, went about it very much more strategically and building out the business plan 
um, which I wish I would have done from day one, but not having maybe the science background and, and that type of thing, I, I, uh, you know, went about it a, a little later, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you'll, you'll realize it or, or start seeing more of this, this science background popping up. And now that you mentioned it, it's true. Like we, um, I, I did quite, I, I actually did a little bit of research um, in my undergrad as well. And part of that was being able to test out hypotheses and isolate certain variables in order to be able to make a, um, a decision or a conclusion from it to take action. So I guess in that method, um, you're absolutely right. It's this- there, there- there's a science background right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And you're yeah. in it. And it's like this logic is engraved in me. And I don't think that way. But um, you're absolutely right. I guess uh, it is incorporated in different things that I do, even on the digital side, where we isolate certain variables that we're trying to test. And we build um, like a little experimental, a little test around it. So, yeah. So I wanted to ask a, a few questions to kind of dive into kind of the the retail space a bit more or kind of the industry and we'll kind of just rip through these because I, I I always like asking these questions and I think they add a lot of value to the listeners um, what have you learned from the natural products industry or I guess the CPG world that you wish you would have known early on um that it's tough <laughs> um sorry my my uh, cell phone rang there but um the CP the food industry is very tough. Um, I think it's, uh, I mean, there's unexpected chargebacks um, <laughs> everywhere um, <laughs> that I wish I had known about prior. Um, but I think uh, it's, it's really interesting, the natural product space, especially, because I find that we um, as uh, product owners and manufacturers, um, we kind of are very supportive of each other. I found a very supportive group and podcasts like this that are there to support this industry because the reality is it's it's not easy. Um, retail itself is such a, um, I'm not gonna say archaic, but it's very uh, such an old industry that there are rules set in place. There are major players um, that have so much power and you know um, capacity that coming into this space, um, it, it's definitely not easy. A big learning curve, and very fortunate to have the support um, from other product owners um, who are very willing to help. But uh, definitely going into this industry, I wish um, I had known a little bit more about the different costing structures that exist. Yeah, no, that's uh, being on the sales side, on the broker side with Marsham, it's we get a lot of brands coming to us seeking our uh, representation. And it, it's a common thing. The pricing is definitely a huge one, understanding the, the pricing models between, you know, getting your products into Costco down to, you know, a natural independent store. There's a lot of variables in place. And if you don't build a lot of those things in or programs or whatever, you can, you know, you're going to have a tough time. And then on top of that, you have listing fees and manufacturer chargebacks. So yeah. it is, you know, if you don't know about these things prior, it can, it can be pretty, you know, detrimental in some situations to, you know, your bottom line. For and sure. then even the, the brokers, distributors, all the layers involved, 
right? And then that's just pricing, right? And then you need to understand, you know, the the different go-to-market strategies, the different channels, when to enter them, right? So yeah. it's, uh, and then the big guys, like you were saying, they control everything, right? They they control the price. Luckily, we have some situations where you can go into natural value and it's it's not as dependent on price. But yeah. when you're thinking about the cost of high quality ingredients, being local, and then also trying to deliver price to the consumer, you're in a really difficult situation to be profitable. Really? Um, absolutely. Like it's, it's definitely challenging. Like, you know, you want to give the best to your consumers. It's why a lot of us started in the natural food space to begin with, um, to try to give consumers better as a consumer ourselves, we wanted better. Um, but you enter the industry and you realize like, you're going to have to be priced higher because of not because we're greedy at all. We're actually like, if I want to say it, we're at, we're at the lowest of the food chain um, mm-hmm. in this whole industry. We're squeezed left, right, and center. But you know, at the end of the day, to survive, um, the end result is our products are a little bit pricier on shelf. Not because we want it to be, but because for us to deliver good value and with how the industry is built, it just ends up that way. Yeah, exactly. What advice would you give somebody wanting to start their own food brand today in Canada? Um, Spend some time understanding the industry. Uh, Speak to people um, and don't be afraid, I think, to reach out to brand owners of the natural industry, especially. I think we've all come a a long ways and it's, it's, Uh, a group of people that I think are very supportive of each other and of the industry itself. And uh, I've, when, even now, like I reach out to some other brand owners and we're very um, open to sharing information, Uh, spend time understanding the industry and also uh, get a broker sooner rather than later. Um, I think that was definitely um, a big learning as well for us. Um, yeah. And just for the record, I didn't tell her to say that. No, you didn't. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. It's like, um, you know, the industry is so complicated and you don't know what you don't know. And you jump in and you think, you know, and then only to be proven wrong that, you know, you don't actually know. So it's so important to be um, batting with brokers. They're actually, um, you know, your friends in the industry who will guide you. So yeah, it's, retailers uh, are like the gods. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's very true. Right. We, um, we have the opportunity to work with some amazing brands like yummy organics and, and when, if they come to us late, it's, you know, there's a lot of things sometimes that we have to do that, you know, you might not realize take a long time, but yeah. you could have, you could have slowed your business growth by a year, Absolutely. right. By, you know, signing a contract or going to a certain retailer before another, or just understanding a channel strategy or whatever, right? And we really do. We, and I think that's why Marsham is still successful today, is because we care so much, and it's we're a family business, and and we do live and breathe the natural industry, right? Like I, we're talking about, you know, marketing strategies and pricing strategies about brands and stuff at at Christmas dinner. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, we we love it, and and we're we're so fortunate to be able to work with with brands like, uh, like yummy organics and, and to work with you, Zoe. So, uh, thank you. 
Yeah, thank you. It's I, I definitely learned a lot with you guys, um, for sure. And it's like, you don't realize it when you're first in the industry, but for sure being working with an industry experts, it really helps um, realign uh, what we need to grow uh, and what we need to become what where we want to want to be um, in the next two three years so it's been definitely instrumental to to, to have partners that are a hundred percent batting on our team because you're stuck in this industry for so long and you know I've been on the bottom of the food chain like you know I'm I'm always on my knees please try the product um, and when a retailer says hey you got to give it to me for this price I'm like okay I guess I have to give it to you for this price but um working with Marsham it's like you know no like that's not you know you we finally have some someone batting for us so definitely um get a broker sooner rather than later <laughs> yeah awesome advice you you touched on um, networking and, and going to pre founders that have, you know, gone through this journey and, and to kind of look, I guess, find a mentor, right? I think that's so important today, especially with COVID, right? Where we have more time, we LinkedIn is blowing up. I've been, you know, recently turning to link, LinkedIn and, and trying to be more active. Find that person who's gone down that journey. They are more open to help you than you think. It's sometimes like scary. You don't want to bug them. You think they're doing so much other stuff that you they're gonna not follow up with you? They love that stuff. They love giving back, sharing their experiences to make you more successful. It really is a small community, and and they're literally nine times out of ten they're gonna pick up the phone or answer that email and and help you out. So I I, I definitely recommend, and that's amazing advice, Zoe. You know, find someone that's that's walked that path and ask them for help. Absolutely. If there's anything else you want to add, Zoe, um, you know, thank you very much. I'm, you know, super excited to to tell everyone your amazing story. Um, where where can everyone find you? Where, what's your social media? What's your LinkedIn? How do people get in touch with you if they want to uh, get to know more about uh, Yummy Organics? Um, you can find us and follow us on Instagram at yummy organics y-u-m-i organics uh also follow us on facebook uh you can reach out to us directly from our website as well uh, y-u-m-i-organics.com we have a contact us page um and anything that you want to speak to me directly you can reach out as well and i'm happy to give uh some feedback or uh, connect Awesome. Thank you very much. And take care, everybody. And don't forget, it's always time to grow. Take care. Thank you for joining us on our third episode of Time to Grow. As a thank you for listening, we have set up a 20% discount for you at yummy-organics.com. At checkout, use GROW20, all caps. That's GROW20, all caps, at yummy-organics.com. Thanks again, everybody, and enjoy. Enjoy.